0: Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make for a Beautiful podcast. Recently, I was looking at the resurrection of Jesus and trying to put myself in the scene of the women when they go and see him for the first time. And, you know, there's an element of saying, what would that really have felt like to have somebody that you thought was dead, then suddenly there before you? That's, it's so beautiful. And I was thinking about this. I don't really have necessarily any example in my own life of, oh, here's the person that I thought was dead that then wasn't, or that was dead and then was brought back to life. And so the closest thing I could get to was maybe the anticipation of seeing my fiance when I was finally done with my college term or something, you know, like which is only a small approximation of the joy that would have been felt really at the resurrection. But it still was kind of fun to think about that. Well, I was talking to my spiritual director and she said, why don't we do an exercise where you close your eyes and I'll just sit and pray and you picture yourself as one of the women there at the tomb of Jesus. And so I was totally game for that. And, uh, so I closed my eyes and honestly, it was a little bit disorienting because I know the story. So it was a little bit odd to try to imagine myself not knowing the story. And it was also interesting because the scripture is really clear that the women were all, that they both, they went away kind of with fear and with joy. And probably the word fear is maybe more like awe. I know in the Old Testament anyway that the word fear is more like holy awe, but I I haven't actually looked up the the word fear in the New Testament to see. In any case, the um that that sense that here's here's this person and I just have no fear in my relationship with Jesus. I feel like he is so gentle and so beautiful and so kind that I couldn't actually really imagine myself in that space. But what was really funny to me as we were kind of having our little um, interaction was I think there was a part when I had actually looked at the gospel narratives, it struck me as sort of hilarious, not only how they were all over the place, I think you really get a sense of the somewhat chaos of that morning where people are here, people are there. Is it one angel? Is it two angels? Where are they located? Did this person come to the tomb once? Did they come to the tomb twice? It's kind of hard to get a bead on what was actually happening at the tomb. And uh, so I I was recognizing all of that variety. But then it also struck me as sort of hilarious because you have Jesus and it's like... Greetings. Do not be afraid. Please go tell the disciples that I want to meet them in Galilee. And I just started laughing at this because I thought, Okay, okay. like, it's sort of like, you know, email hasn't been invented yet. So if you could please just go deliver this message, that would be great. And it's so practical and yet kind of hilarious. Like, I would have expected something a little bit more epic. And maybe that's partially because all of the things that Jesus said on the cross were so... Beautiful and meaningful and deep and rich. So then, to have something like greetings, please tell the disciples that they need to go ahead of me to Galilee, where I will meet them, is like a d- totally different scale. So I was, I was having this interaction in my imagination with Jesus, where it was like, okay, you rose from the dead. That's super great. Um, what epic pronouncement do you have? And I realized, like, there's actually only so much. Uh, capacity maybe for epic statements. And it, it was really fun for me to even think about how for Jesus in all of his years on earth, I think maybe there was a little part of me that felt like, well, everything that he says was actually in red letters. It was all very important. And to realize like, no, he probably had just as much maybe not just as much, but quite a lot of the just practical things of life. Like what would you prefer to have for dinner? Could you please pass me the water? Oh, I am really tired. I need to go take a nap. I mean, these, these statements that any one of us would say that this was actually also part of his life. And I was just enjoying this aspect of Jesus that I really had not considered before. And At one point he said, I like the practical things too. And I loved that because I think I have known for a long time that Jesus is so precious in how he cares about the epic largeness, like the vastness of the universe, that that's important to him. But that he also is so precise down to the subatomic particles, right? So there's this beauty of his immensity, but also his incredible... Precision. But it's also like a completely different facet to say, I care about the epic, meta statements of truth and beauty and goodness. But I also actually care about the day to day, mundane aspects of life, the practical things. And so I just think that's awesome. It was such a precious gift. And so, Lord, (laughs) I thank you that we can come to you without fear. I thank you that we know the end of the story, at least such as it is, that you rose from the dead. I thank you, Jesus, that you are so beautiful in how you care about the universe and how you care about the details, that you care about the practical things and you also care about things like your holiness and is Jesus, that you encompass all the things in this world and in our existence. We give you praise. Amen.